blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. bring him to live with him. In those days, you got to understand something. If a king was a king and he was dethroned, if he had sons, those sons should be killed because whoever the next king coming in, they would be a threat to his throne. But uh-uh, David ain't hating on the brother. David could have sent somebody out there to kill him. David had done that before. But this time, David was looking on the things of others. He said, is there anybody left of the house of Saul? I ain't scared. I'm not intimidated. I just want to know, is there anybody left of the house of Saul that I can show some kindness? Look at verse 2. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, thy servant is he. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God? Now you, you sitting up here talking about how the Lord done blessed me, child. And, and how he done brought me through this and he done brought me through that. The Lord been good to me. Where is your compassion? Where is your tender mercy when you look around and see a brother struggling? Huh? Is there anything you have in your hand that you can help him with? watch this it was the kindness of God that we need to be showing people and Ziba said unto the king Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet and the king said unto him where is he and Ziba said unto the king behold he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodibar what does Lodibar mean Lodibar mean no pasture land in other words Ain't nothing growing down there. In other words, you can't live down there. That's a desolate situation down there. Now, no doubt, you see, something that happened to Mephibosheth when he was a child. His nurse dropped him, and that's what caused him to be laying on both feet. He didn't have polio. He had been dropped. And so now that Saul and Jonathan are dead, Mephibosheth, had gone to this place called Lodabar to the, house, to the house of Micah. No doubt he was hiding out down there. Okay, but now notice this. Because something is fixing to come up. I guess I need to come to the something that's fixing to come up so I can come up with what came up. 
Is that fair? Now he was living in a place called Lodibar. Somebody say Lodibar. How low can it go? Lodibar. Verse 5. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan, thy father's sake. Watch this now. And will restore thee all the land of Saul, thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Come, come on now. Come, come on now. You're going to eat bread at my table continually. And in verse 8, and he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? What? Now Mephibosheth did not come to that analysis of himself on his own. First of all, he was in a place called Lodibar. Lodibar, man, Lodibar. Lodibar. Okay, where is Lodibar? Lodibar is also in Shreveport. It's in San Francisco. Wherever Lodibar is, there ain't no word of God. And where there ain't no word of God, there can be no clear understanding as to who you are. So those that kept Mephibosheth didn't care anything about him and no doubt they called him a low down dead dog. And you know what? He took that as being a description of himself and he started calling himself a low down dead dog. Now you mean to tell me you're going to come into the presence of the most powerful man in the whole land, King David. And your first words of introduction is that I don't see why you're trying to be so kind to me and I ain't nothing but a dead dog. Didn't Israel have a dead dog complex when they said, we're not able to go up and take this land. We're we just not able to go up because we, in their eyes, are grasshoppers. And then they settled for that. And so we were. Yeah, I'm black, but I can make it. I got God on my side. Lodabar is a place where you have no friends. It's a place where everything about you is negative. All the talk is negative. It's nothing there to eat on to grow. You're just there in limbo. And it adds nothing to your life. David said to Ziba, go get him. God said to Jesus, go get Fred. That fool will kill himself on them drugs. Go get him. And bring him into my presence because I want him to eat the Lord's Supper at my table continually. Oh, come on. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I, I want you to bring Freddie Baby to my table. And he will be at my table continually. Now, when you're called to come to the king's table, anything else you were doing ain't important. When Ziba went down there and said, hey, King David sent me down here to Lodibar to tell you, here we go, 
that there's a place for you at his table. Looking on the things of others. The king said, he has a chair for you at the table. Now, I know you're lame on both feet. But we're going to take care of that. You just come on and go with me to the king's house. You still with me? In verse 9. Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertaineth to Saul and to all his house. Now, let me back up right quick and then I'll, I'll come on into verse 10. What, what we need to see is that David gave to uh, Mephibosheth all the land that his father Saul had left behind. All the land. And I guarantee you, tax free. The kindness of a king. David was in that position as king. And baby, whatever the king says, it's law, gospel, and it's a decree. Ziba had to go to Lodabar and bring Jonathan's son and bring Saul's grandson back to David's house. And this kindness of a king says to Mephibosheth, you will eat at my table with my sons and you don't deserve the kindness that I'm presently giving you. But because of my relationship with your father and because of your father's love for me and because of my love for your father, since I'm the CEO, I'm giving you this. And you don't deserve it. You see, I'm scared of you if you say you love me and mistreat my kids. We're supposed to be friends, but you don't like my kids. You can't be all up in my face talking about how you love me and you see my kids out there going astray and you say nothing. As a matter of fact, you happy my son got arrested. You know why? Because your daughter got pregnant. So you want tragedy in my house. You, you jealous of me. And you want my family all messed up. You want my family to fail just like y'all got a bunch of losers in your house over there. But how many of y'all know if any man be in Christ, he ain't no loser. But you can't care about somebody and then don't care about their kids. Now, so King David gave him all of his daddy's property. You know what that means? Restoration. Restoration. Come on, now you remember when Ruth and Naomi came out of Moab? You remember they met a man by the name of Ho Such a One? You know who Ho Such a One is. Ho Such a One was a near kindred, was, was, was near of kin to Naomi who no longer wanted to be called Naomi. She wanted to be called Myra. 
call me no longer Naomi. She said, coming out of Moab. She said, call me Myra because the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. Now you followed your crazy husband down there. I'm not calling all husband crazy. You followed your crazy husband down to Moab, which means wash pot, which means garbage can. You followed your husband to the garbage can. You left the house of bread and praise, Bethlehem, Judah, to follow your husband down there. He died. Your two sons died. Now you're going to come back to Bethlehem, Naomi, during barley season. You're going to talk about don't call me Naomi no more because I'm bitter. God done dealt bitterly with me. But how many of y'all know that little old black-faced Moabite that was following her baby was going to be the one that King Jesus would come through? May not come when you want him, but it's right on time. You can't figure your future out. Just put yourself in God's hand because he done already worked your future out. Men are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons and daughters of Almighty God. So they call whole such a one. They say, we need for you to redeem Naomi's property. Whole such a one say, I cannot redeem it because if I tried to redeem the property, it would mar my inheritance. What do you mean mar your inheritance? In other words, whole such a one. That was his name. Whole such a one. Huh? He said, I, I can't redeem this because it would mar mine inheritance. What does that mean, mar your inheritance? In other words, whole such a one represented the law. And the law could not save. It only pointed out sin and kill folk. But Boaz. Loved. Roof, roof, roof. Ruth. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruth. Huh? He even told them that was working the field, I love that girl. Drop a few handfuls on purpose. On purpose. Purpose. Don't have a girl scratching that hard. Just drop it right there. Drop it right there. And don't drop it like it's hot because she ain't that kind of woman. Just, just drop it. <laughs> she ain't that kind of woman. Just, just drop it and go on about your business. <laughs> See, salvation is a love affair between God and his people. He gave us his love. We need to give it back to him and give it to somebody else. Boaz means strength. Boaz married. Ruth. Out of that union... Obed was born. Obed had a son by the name of Jesse. Oh, yeah. Had a name by the son of Jesse. Jesse had a greater son by the name of David. David had a greater son by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you get a witness in here? Y'all calm down for a minute. Look here. So, so what whole such a one could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, Jesus did. And God today, that house you got, that peace of mind you have, is showing us kindness through his son Jesus. 
And just like Mephibosheth did not deserve that award and those blessings, we don't either. But God, in his loving kindness, in his tender mercy, remembered us in our lowest state. <laughs> Make me want to speak another tongue. Here we go. Verse 9. Then the king called to Ziba, saw a servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him. Uh-huh. Y'all going to be farmers. Y'all going to be working for Mephibosheth, who's lame on both feet. Now watch this. And thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But, somebody say but. Say but. But, Mephibosheth, thy master's son shall eat bread always at my table. You still here? Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Them be 35 folks. Let's go wait on Ziba. I mean, say wait on Mephibosheth. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Them 35 people waiting on one lame man. More coffee. Yes, Mr. Mephibosheth. Two bagels. Yes, Mr. Mephibosheth. The apricots are not seasonal. We got them coming in at the door. 35 folk waiting on one lame man. The question on the floor, ladies and gentlemen, to my favorite chef, what else do you want? Come on up with a new point of view. We're seated in the heavenly places. It's in the book. And the book is right. You got 35 folk waiting on one lame man. I will give my angels charge over you. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. Then said Ziba unto the king, talking to King David. See, the only thing people want to talk about is what David committed adultery with Bathsheba. That, that was a sin, but do you know, can anybody in here tell me the greatest sin that David committed? He numbered the people. And see, this is a lesson for us. People always want to talk about, yeah, she was a teenager when she got pregnant. Yeah, but she's a CEO now. Yeah, he killed his daddy when he was 18 years old. He shot his daddy. But yeah, he's a bishop now. We all came from somewhere. You know what? I just got some revelation. You know where all of us came from? Lodiba. And you know who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light? King Jesus. And you know who had a messed up opinion of oneself? We did. 
All right, all right. Still here? In verse 11, then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my, not notice, David keep <laughs> wanting him to eat at his table. And he, and he wants to make it very plain. Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, Jonathan's son, will live in my house. Do everybody understand that? He will eat at the king's table. Does everyone understand that? Are there any questions? You will treat him like one of my sons. If I hear different, I will deal with you. Now, maybe you were adopted. You shouldn't be treated no different than the kids or the parents or the folk that adopted you. And the last time I read my Biblos, we have been adopted. You can't unadopt me. I can cut up and bust and speak up. I'm still God's child. Y'all remember that woman in Russia that adopted that little boy and sent him back? <laughs> Called him a little terrorist. <laughs> Put him on a plane by himself and sent him. Well, international law says you can't unadopt nobody. But see, we being human, adopt folk, we don't know what we getting. But watch God. He know exactly what he got. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Why? To make something out of nothing. I'm sorry, make nothing out of something. We've been adopted. In the beloved. Huh? And our papers can never be forfeited. Now, in some of those adoption papers, I mean, some of those adoption papers, I don't know, maybe the law has changed. They're locked up. You can't get to them. You don't, you don't know what kind of child that was and all that that they put in that file. Isn't our past done away in the blood of Jesus? Huh? You, listen, we adopted and all of us was Miss Hager's children. I want to conclude like this because you see, see what David did? David was sitting up one day thinking. Looked around him. Smelt that steak on the grill out there. Looked around at all of that crown molding. Looked at those beautiful stone, hand stone cut floor. A table about from here to the foyer out there. David was living large and in charge. And then David had this thought. He said, I'm so blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I need to share this with somebody in my past that I cared about. I need to share this with somebody in the house of Saul. And I need to know, is there anybody here that can tell me whether or not there'll be anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show some kindness? Yeah, Ziba knows about somebody left in the house of Saul. Well, get Ziba. 
get him in here. It's a beautiful day outside. I need to be a blessing to somebody. Zyber, do you know if anybody left in the house of Saul and Jonathan? Uh, yes. Yes, your majesty. Well, uh, who are they and where are they? He's in a loaded bar. He's in a very low place. And his name is Mephibosheth and he lives in the house of Micah. Zyber, go get him. Bring him to me. I want him to live with me. I want him to eat at my table with my sons. I want him to have what the rest of my kids have. You buy my lead boy three donkeys for Christmas? Buy my Fibbersheth four donkeys. We need to make up some time because he's been abused. You talk about child abuse. If there be any children in here that's being abused, God has promised you he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. All right, let me, let me do this like this. In verse 11, then says Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord the king hath commanded, his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in the house of Zibar were servants unto Mephibosheth. Now catch verse 13 if you haven't heard anything else. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, the city of peace. Watch this. For he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both feet. His condition didn't change. But his position changed. He was still lame. But he was in a better position. He was lame on both feet. So the condition didn't change. But the position changed. We are now in Christ. Because our position has changed. But some of us in here still dealing with the same condition. He may not come when you want him. But he's on time. Now, now, now you didn't get anything else. Get this. He, he's at the king's table. He's, in with, he's eating with the king's son. All of, all of his granddaddy's property been given back to him. He's been restored down at the courthouse. David have uh, done all that and no taxes for the rest of his life. But he was lame. See, I monitor what Christian people say. Because I'm a teacher. I be minding my own black business and here they come. Like for instance, my life is an open book. No, it ain't. It's some stuff you do. You won't, you won't even take a picture of you doing it. You ain't, your life ain't an open book. Because there's some stuff people should never know. Say that say this. I'm not talking about concealing your identity. Because if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So I'm not talking about that. But ain't no need of you talking about your life as an open book. Because Mephibosheth, even though his position had changed, his condition had not. Some of us still struggle with sexual sin. 
pornography. Some of us still are dealing with covetousness, adultery, fornication. Some of us are still dealing with this and that. Now watch this. Watch this. May I sit right here? Okay. All right. Praise Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I think it would probably be better for me to just sit right here. I was down here one time. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> I was down there. I had a lot of help. Last time I was down here. But God is good. He'll give you what you need when you need it most. All right. Now. I got my, my tablecloth right here on my lap. Okay. Now, my feet are all twisted up under the tablecloth. You can't, you can't really see, you know, what's, what's under here. But you can see from the waist up, look like I'm doing fine, smiling, enjoying Jesus. But there's something wrong under the table. I'm blessed of God I'm highly favored I'm on top and going high I'm the head and not the tail but I'm lame under this it's something that still need to be worked out between me and the Lord anybody know what I'm talking about but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still at the table and, and the revelation is all of the king's sons that are at the table. Legs are underneath the, the tablecloth. They got something. Wrong with them too. Because if you look at the head of the table. The king sure got some stuff. Wrong with him. So we all got some stuff. I just want a true church today. We all got some stuff. Underneath the table. But watch this. What's on top of the table is for our public persona. What's under the table is for God's recognition and ability to help us to do what? To walk. Some are still lame on both feet. Just can't get rid of them cigarettes. It's just, I mean, got the power to get people healed, but just can't seem to get rid of them cancer sticks. One last thing. What allowed Mephibosheth and us to sit at the king's table with the king's son with being lame underneath the tablecloth? It's the grace of God. D did you miss that? It's <laughs> do, you, do you think that I have not sinned since I've been saved? Do you think that you've not sinned since you've been saved? But we all show up every Sunday. And we lay him on both feet. But it's the grace of God that enables us to keep coming. Because he keep forgiving. We keep confessing. He keep forgiving. We keep confessing. There's something wrong with you if you think you ain't got something under the table. There's something wrong with you if you don't see that there's something wrong with you. It's 
it's the grace of God that enables us to be able to sit at the table. Not me. And the Bible wanted to make it unequivocally clear. In that 13th verse, he was still lame on both feet. So don't tell me your life open book. You got some stuff on the table. Let me see your toenails. There's something on the table. You may be a closet wife beater. There's something on the table. It's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So how dare any of us walk around like we better than the rest of us. No matter how much we love God. No matter how sweetly the praises are that we sing. It's something under the table. Something under the table. We only can get into God's presence because of the blood of Jesus. You can't stagger in there on your own. Talking about <laughs> Lord I just was in the neighborhood. No. You ask me, does it make it right what's up on the table? No, it doesn't. But I didn't put it there. We want to rise up as we mature in Christ and walk like he walked. Love like he loved. Forgive like he forgives. Pray like he prayed. Be there for people like he is. Looking on the things of others. So as not to please yourself, but to please the one that called you. So if you're not about helping people, you're not about nothing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, then. Let's get on our feet and give God some thanks. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Look at the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. 
Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.